welcome back to the Chat with Cat podcast, where I, Cat, a writer and creator, talk about everything that goes on in my life and the world around me. Whether that be about mindset, lifestyle, goals and dreams, advice and tips, whatever it is, I'm sure I'll talk about it eventually. I even host guests to join in on my show in order to create a wider scope of ideas and topics. Follow this podcast and turn on the notifications so that you never miss an episode. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy today's Chat with Cat. Hi guys, welcome back to the Chat with Cat podcast. Today I'm here with a very special guest and we're going to be talking about financial literacy, financial freedom and budgeting for millennials or for what do you want to say? I'll let him introduce it. But. All right. Thank you, Cat, so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, thank you for having me on today. Honestly, I've been looking forward to this day. It took a while, but we made it happen. That's all that matters. Um, but yeah, like Kat said, uh, my name is Jaime Jaimes. Um, I'm currently a senior in, hi- in, in college, and I'm pursuing a finance degree. And the topics we're going to talk about today, like Kat said, financial literacy and financial freedom. And I also want to touch us on budgeting because, you know, all of us have money problems, and even if you think you don't, we all have money problems. Uh, especially, especially when you're young, you don't make the smartest choices. So, yeah, I want to go ahead and give it back to Kat. So, give okay. us. Okay. So, um, with that being said, I mean, I really don't know what to say. But what? So, what are we gonna talk about first? Like, what's the first base thing that you wanted to mention? Okay. Yeah, I'm just give it. I'm gonna give a brief background about me. Um, and, and so you guys can see where I come from. So, I mean, right off the bat, growing up as, as a child, um, my parents come from their first generation. Um, they came from Mexico, right? So I'm a first generation um, American, Mexican-American, and I'm very proud of that. So I just know growing up, uh, we were financially restricted. Uh, I knew that my parents worked very hard to put a roof over our head and, you know, bring food to the table. And I appreciate that. Uh, but I also noticed that I wasn't really privileged in, in many aspects. And I always, like, was kind of cause, cause, conscious about that. Mm-hmm. But just growing up, I didn't I didn't know why we were like that. I just knew that we just had to work really hard to get the things we wanted. So I ended up going to high school, and I came across a course, um, Money Management. And my teacher put up all, – all we did every day was watch a video about Dave Ramsey and then like kind of just talk about finances and it kind of drew my attention it was my senior year of high school i was like whoa this is kind of interesting mm-hmm. and it was kind of effective like i'm gonna do this and i ended up trying to like um look i looked into it but i wasn't you know when you're in high school you're kind of like all over the place partying doing everything with your friends you know senioritis or whatever <laughs> so it was kind of there just back of my head and then right after that i go to college and i'm like i don't know what i want to major in and I'm just like, okay. But I ended up getting a job at a bank, so I kind of opened opportunities there. And I that's when I ended up saying I want to pursue a career in finance, any type of finance industry. I knew I wanted to do it, and so I went ahead and did. So as I go by through college and life experiences, I noticed that I've always wanted to um, be financially free, mm-hmm. be financially successful. That was one of the main goals. I'm um, growing up, so where'd I go next? <laughs> <laughs> Just get right into it, but no, like, 
I feel that. Right, and then, and then like, to uh, this month, you know, it's Hispanic Heritage Month, so this is something that, you know, it's very important for like the Latino Hispanic community, uh, because you know, we've come a long way in this country. Uh, we make ninety, we're like ninety percent of the U.S. population. We produce a lot of goods in this country, and I also feel like we also have a lot of disadvantages in terms of financial literacy. So, I kind of want to be a spokesperson and advocate and be advocate um, just financial literacy for our community. Mm-hmm. It's one of my main goals, right. and throughout that, I'm just gonna keep um, trying my best. You know, I'm gonna go ahead and be somebody. I just want to help other people. Right. You, you don't have to be Hispanic, right? You could be anybody, especially students. Since I'm a student, too, I know how hard it is to save money and to be financially responsible. So I want to share my experiences so the kids coming up through college don't make the same mistakes I did. Right. And I don't know about you, Kat, but, like, do you have any experiences growing up? Um, <clears throat> sorry, guys. So I don't know. Like, I've always been the type of person to try to be good with their money. I don't really like to spend money unless I have it, but... Like, towards, I guess, when I started making, like, more money than, I guess, minimum wage, like, my second job, I kind of saw the the excitement you get when you have money and you want to spend it because it's there in your bank account. Right. But it's, like, at the end of the day, you have to be able to know, like, oh, do I have enough for this? Do I have enough for that? Like, am I managing it wisely? Because otherwise, it's, like, you can make a thousand, $2,000, but if you're spending it like crazy, like, it's not going to matter. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, like... With the, um, what is it called? I just lost my train of thought. The, um, not the tax refund. What is it? The stimulus checks. Yeah, the stimulus checks. Like, I know people who have gotten it, and it's already gone. Like, all of it is gone. And, you know, and if I were to get it, I'd probably save that money, you know, because it's, like, money that was given to me. And when I get, like, a big sum of money, I don't like to spend it. I like to save it. And then if I need it, I'll pull it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to be the type to be like, ooh, like, what can I use this for? I'm mm-hmm. more the type to just be like saving my money, and then if I need it, I'll pull it out. But that's about it, like with my experiences. Yeah, and, uh, and I feel like uh, most of you guys can relate to that, right? And the thing about our culture, or just anybody that doesn't really know about money, like all we really—if if you think about it—you pre- all you pretty much know to do is how to spend it and how to save it. If you know how to save it, because mm-hmm. there's still people out there who have a hard time saving, and it's not. It's not a. It's not because you have enough money or because you don't have the resources. It's just because you know it's how your, it's your habits. So like I feel like personal financial liter uh like personal finances is literally eighty percent behavior and twenty and like twenty percent head knowledge. Uh, other than that, like if you can control your habits, change your habits, uh, in order for you to save and budget, then uh, you can become pretty successful. That's the foundation of really like having a successful financial. Um, life um, going forward so it's really important and that's what we're going to touch on today but before we get there kind of want to touch on our culture hispanic heritage month i think it's very important um we need to be our our community the hispanic and latino culture are very soft-spoken i don't see enough people who look like us or like me that are doing something for the community um in, in terms of like like financial resources you know there's a lot of us have a lot of there's a lot of barriers mm-hmm. in the financial world and our culture the and it's not just a language barrier obviously there's a lot of spanish speaking services but the fact that the knowledge is not the same right. as somebody who grows who grows up here i'm sure your parents are like know 
all they know they probably don't know anything about the stock market or investing or even loans like loans are very harsh on the community they are very predatorial then we end up getting really bad interest rates on crazy loans which can really affect a family in the long run and you know what and what do we do as a community i feel like oh, we don't know anything to do but just work right. you know it's time to make the money work for us yes. because that's that's it's it can impact the families that we that are already growing up or the ones that are barely starting their life here in the u.s it can make a huge impact so so me knowing spanish i know i can use that and you know talk to those people who don't have who don't know any english that's okay you know let's help each other out instead of bringing each other down so yeah, yeah i just want to i want to get your thoughts on that no i think you're totally right i feel like <clears throat> like the hispanic community like we're taught to always work hard and you like i even notice it too like there's hard workers obviously like it's not just about race but you notice hispanics are like more just driven like they're more hard but that's what we're taught you know mm -hmm. but like you said make money work for us instead of working for money mm -hmm. like I, s I feel bad for so many of us that like have to work every single day and put in overtime just to keep you know a roof over their family's heads mm -hmm. if they learned about you know investing and they learned about the stock market and they learned about other resources to get money without really necessarily having to work for it, I feel like it could take like a, a ease off their shoulders if they had that extra income, that passive income. What is it? It's in passive income, yeah, right? That's, income. you don't have to be working for it. It works for you. Right. Yeah. Yeah, like Kat said, you know, having more than one source of income, multiple sources of income, and I know it's, so, it's very possible. And just like, you know, to have a roof over our heads, you know, like I have here like 15% of um, the Hispanic Latino community only have three months of living expenses saved, which that's not really good because just, just how we all know, we know we went through the uh, pandemic of in 2020. Mm -hmm. You know how many people that affected and the people that lost their jobs and didn't have any money saved? Right. It's just not a pretty place to be in. You don't want to be in that place. Like, So hopefully behind, despite all the bad things, you know, even though we are behind and we probably you know you can argue that we don't have all the resources but at the end of the day we're in a country with we have we have a lot of opportunities and i'm grateful for that and i think everybody got to be grateful for that or just know that it's don't be the victim even though i know there's realities and it's not fair but at the end of the day if you really want to win you can win right. um and you can really be get out there and just be a winner um just don't be the don't play the victim too much or don't pull out the cards because at the end of the day that's not a good mentality just push through and know you can do it like for me myself i, I have to face some adversity in my degree because as a finance major like five percent of board of directors for the top 500 companies in the u.s the s p 500 only five percent of the board of directors are hispanic latino like hair um background which that itself the kind of like Dude, like, why? Like, that kind of just touches me. Like, it doesn't piss me off, but it just kind of like, dude, got to do something about that. Like, it, it yeah, it does bother me. Like, wh why are we out there? Like, it's not because we don't have enough talent or enough uh, people. It's just we do. We have plenty of, of talented individuals out there, but we're not just giving, we're not giving the opportunity. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. You know, that kind of puts a chip on my shoulder, and it makes me want to prove, you know, prove people wrong. And, right. uh, and eventually, hopefully, you know, Throughout time, we get to change that because there's a lot of students, there's a lot of uh, 
first generation Americans, whether you're Hispanic or Asian or from another country, they're coming up, they're studying here and they're taking over the corporate world or just like the, you know, just getting more diverse, which is a good thing, right? But our community specifically is moving slower than others. And I feel like that's where we got to step it up. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. And like, you know, every everybody faces adversity. Do you have any experiences about that? Like something that, even in your profession, talk talk about your profession. Okay, my profession, like as writing or? Yeah, like um, I know that there, I, I, there's a diverse community in the poetry community, right? Um, there's a lot of people that I have connected with. I mean, not saying that I haven't seen so many Hispanic poets, but I, I have because I look for them, you know? But um, like one thing for me is that I, I like writing and I like being, you know, not like I like, obviously I like being Hispanic, like Mexican American, but um, I like representing us, you know, because it's, you know, it's not like you don't see Hispanic poets, but, you know, right. it's, not it's not like as much as you see like white poets, not trying to, you know, mm-hmm. but um, I don't think I've faced any really adversities with writing and because the community is very welcoming, it's very, you know, open arms to everybody. Um, that's what poetry is, really. But um, I do see what you mean by there isn't a lot of people representing us. I mean, I've seen a lot more. I've noticed a lot more, like in within like these past couple years. But um, for there to be more coming up, that's like I feel like we should all be inspired or like be driven by that and be like, oh, like you know, because for me, I want to inspire people and I want to like make people see like oh like if she can do it i can do it because at the end of the day that's what it's about like lifting each other up and making sure that we're always just putting out good energy to like people above us or people like side by side you know so yeah i guess that's my take on it right now dude Mm -hmm. that's awesome i mean i feel like to a certain extent you have to be conscious about you know where you're at and and um kind of you know find the motivation like find the purpose for what you're doing and I'm grateful enough for like I'm I'm just know that I found a purpose myself so uh that's what really drives me every day that's why I get up in the morning every day go to school do my studies go to work um make the bread you know so find the purpose and then I think that that itself you know can you know it, you end up doing something that you like in life and you'll be successful so got to look out for that mm-hmm. and then that takes me to my uh next topic which okay. today I really want to touch on budgeting the B word, the B word. It's scary. I know, you know, it's one thing I, th- I noticed is that when you, I, I talked, I try to talk to my sister and to some sense about budgeting and being financially responsible. And you know what, you know what her attitude, and this is most people's attitudes. It's very transparent. Her attitude is like, ah, I don't want to do anything. But like, yeah. like, don't tell me, bro. Don't tell, I know, I know. But it's like, it's like, I know, I know, I know. Don't tell, you know, where like your mom is like, trying to teach you a lesson or she's like getting on your ass is because she bro it's because she's trying to tell you something that it's important and you know that's that's uh especially because we're young it's young people that's the attitude that we have about um b- being responsible with finances and i'm just like and i'm not gonna lie i was like that too like don't like we just want to just have money in the account and not worry about it right. and don't you can't we can't be comfortable like that you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable and this is where we need to take the next step and budget Mm -hmm. so i'll tell a little bit my my experience with budgeting you know what so after high school i was like 
Okay, going to college, so I wasn't really work. You know what? I I wasn't really working much, right? I just was making enough to kind of you know, live day, week by week or biweekly. You living check. Honestly, I was living che- uh, paycheck per paycheck. Yeah, I was saving a little bit, but I wasn't really doing anything with money besides buying food, going out. Probably not making uh, smart financial choices, but you know, it's it's what happens. You know, you you're only gonna learn if you make mistakes or like uh, go through life, right? So and then and then we get into I guess the later later years I guess when I'm twenty twenty one twenty two, that's where I kind of start taking a different approach on finances. You know I actually started um, last year. Last year like um, I guess when the pandemic really happened, that's when like okay, I started being more um, uh, what's it called? Just be, started being more responsible about it. I started keeping up with all my finances. Um, and, and my goal, I follow, I follow some of Dave Ramsey stuff. Um, that's cause one of the, one of the first, um, personal finances, um, programs that I kind of was into. So I went ahead and followed that. If you guys know Dave Ramsey, you guys should uh, YouTube him. Um, not a lot of people, especially like our, um, our generation, young people really listen to him cause he's more of an old school, old soul folk. So some of the things he says, a lot of people don't believe in, but that's okay. You know, you have to just kind of listen, you know, be open-minded. and But also, at the same time, be naive. Like, just because somebody says that, oh, you should invest in this or you should do this with your money, doesn't mean it's a smart idea. So, always ask questions. Always be naive. Don't just believe anybody. You know, get your resources from multiple uh, people, um, places, etc. So, yeah, I just started my budgeting journey. And, guys, it feels really good. Like, once you start doing it, honestly... You're gonna have to pull the first. The first three months is gonna be really hard. Why? Because you don't know how much you spend. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. Like so, where to start? Um, it's just get a piece of paper, pencil, and just write down all your expenses, and write down your income. And I know it's gonna be hard. Not everybody makes a secure income, so you know sometimes it fluctuates, and that's okay. Just go go week by week. Um, write down your expenses and then your income, and. The thing is, you have to be really disciplined. It's really hard. You know, if you don't like pencil paper, use your phone. There's budgeting apps up there, but I promise you, pen and paper is is a great way to start. Um, and then you, we all have these app, uh, we all have these bank apps where you can look up how much you spend. I'm pretty sure if you have like um, any major bank account, and then if you can access their app, they have these resources where you can see how much you spend. They track your spending, so you can see how much you spend and document all of that so and then once you see how much you spend then you might come into like a realization like whoa i'm spending 300 dollars on food like every week like bro this is where you have to change your attitude you have to change your habits and it's going to be hard i'm telling you you have to change your habits and it's probably going to take years but guess what as long as the goal is just to kind of be conscious about it and then at least take one step at a time Set a, set a time goal if you want to do it be, but be realistic like you're not going to be successful in a month or not even in three months honestly you're like it's probably going to take a whole year just to be real solid about budgeting mm-hmm. but yeah I kind of want to get your insight on budgeting like what any experiences or like any uh, funny story well I used to budget like when was it like two years ago I was really strict about budgeting because I I I needed to save money because I was trying to move out so I was like okay I'm gonna do this budgeting plan and I'm gonna save x amount of money by next year like I really was about it and I used this budgeting method the um 
50 30 20 method okay so yeah. i used that and it actually really helped me like mm -hmm. so um the 50 20 30 or whatever way you want to say it um so it just that's like a budgeting rule so you can spend like let's say if you're trying to save a lot you would put 50 percent away in savings but usually normally 50 percent would go towards bills right but i flipped it because i wanted to save fast so i would put 50 percent of my income every two weeks away and then 30% would go towards bills and then 20% would be just like my flex money, money for my food, money for my, you know, just like stuff I wanted to spend on for myself. Mm -hmm. So I used that method and it really did help a lot and I was be able to save very quickly. And then I also, this app has really helped me. It's called Mint. I don't know if you've heard about it. Mint. So. It's an yeah. app you can get and you can connect it to your bank account, your cards that you have. Mm -hmm. So it tracks your spending, but it's like very easy to like read. Like you just click like food, um, like rent and stuff like that. It's it breaks it down so well. Like I loved it because it really gave me an insight to like what I was doing. And you can even set like budgets on there. So like let's say you want to spend a hundred a hundred on food per two weeks, right? You could put that in there. And so it'll give you reminders like, hey, you only have $25 left to spend or like, oh, you only have $50, $50 left for groceries this week or something like that. So um, I really like budgeting and I don't do it now, which is bad on my part because I, I know I should be doing it. But um, I mean, I've had good experience with budgeting. Like I loved it because it actually made me feel like secure and I wasn't um, spending money left and right or I was more vigilant about it. So I wasn't worried like, oh, am I going to have enough this week? Or like, oh, I need to worry about this page, like this bill that I have to pay. I wasn't I wasn't doing that because I was I was, you know, yeah. smart about it. Or I mm -hmm. guess I was like, Still conscious yeah, I was conscious yeah. about like the money I had. Mm -hmm. You know what? And that's a, like that, that's okay. Just like cat experiences, I had the same experience too. Where like I started off so strong, I went a whole year budgeting and doing great, and then guess what? You know, life happens. Like you 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 face you're gonna you're gonna have to face. You know, you're young. You're gonna go through some things. That you you're gonna fall off the track, right? And that's okay. You know, as long as at least you started right. Like we started. You, you got the idea. Now you got this conscious. Like even like you got this. Yeah, like you just kind of like grew this little person in your head and that person is going to be in your head. So every time you went now, like after you try budgeting or try being financially responsible, now you're going to have somebody in your head telling you, oh, you shouldn't buy that. Oh, don't go, like stop going to Starbucks. Right. Like, like really, like it's all about behavior. And also, like you got to be smart about it. And right now I'm just I have this acronym here. Oh, uh, so okay. it's called be a smart. So starting with S kind of corny, but you know what? <laughs> Like, what's the purpose of budget? Like for budgeting, you gotta be specific, like specific about your budgeting because whether you want it to be um, simple, uh, you want it to be like how significant you want it to be, just be re very specific about budgeting. You know, don't don't like increment all these other things around it. Like, so that's just gonna stress you out, right? And then second for M, you're gonna have to be measurable, like. Uh, like have a make it meaningful like uh, to make it meaningful so you can be motivated to to do it um so just don't make it realistic right you don't want to like for me one one thing i did is i try to save way too much like way too much money and it ended up uh, messing with my like personality well not personality but the way i act because sometimes you know this is very, very stressful and it takes like a huge toll on your on your on yourself you're just like you don't want to stress about it right so 
at times, yes, you know what? It's okay to relax and just let loose, and it's okay because we all need some type of just relaxing mm-hmm. at that point. And then, you know, going with A, you got to be achievable. So you have to make put a goal that's attainable, right? right. Just like I talked before. And then you got to make your budgeting relevant, uh, make it realistic, reasonable. Uh, like I said, you know, don't don't save up too much. Don't be too extreme like I did because it ended up just kind of taking me backwards, honestly. Um, so you got to be careful with that. And then I think this is very important is with uh, time. You got to make it really like the time specific. Um, so like I said, you know, you probably need more than three months because the first three months, after you budget for the first three months, that's when you're going to realize how much money you really spend on certain goods or or on certain stuff. So it's really important that you make a reasonable um, time timeline for your budgeting. And I'm telling you, once you do it for a good amount of time, it's going to become a habit. And then you're going to start inputting it while you're uh, moving up the ladder in terms of salary or jobs. It's just going to be a good skill to have going forward. And yeah, um, you know, once you start budgeting, you know, what's next? Like, I don't know, I might come later on a different episode, but <laughs> but there's so much more things I could talk about. I don't know if, Kat, you want to add anything right now? Uh, no, well, I mean, that's, I like that SMART acronym. What is it? I'm going to read it again. Just yeah. like the Just SMART. Like the so be specific, be measurable, and make your budget achievable, relevant, and set a time stamp. I mean, kind of like I did, like uh, mm-hmm. I, s- I gave myself a year, which I think is a pretty good time if you're, you know, and I think when you make a timestamp for yourself, you kind of hold yourself accountable because you're always like looking towards that goal, you know, because you know how they say like you can make a big goal, but then you have to make smaller, smaller standpoints so that it doesn't seem so far away or it doesn't seem impossible because you can just kind of mark it each month, you know, mm-hmm. if you want to do it that way too. I don't know. But um that was uh, that was good. I like that. The smart. So I'm probably gonna have to save that in my in my notes or something for when I start budgeting again. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I need to really start budgeting. I when you said Starbucks, I was like, dude, like don't call me out like that. <laughs> <laughs> like <Yo>. don't. <laughs> oh no no no. It's just it's cause I it, for me it just I see it so much. So I just had to say yeah. it. I'm not picking on you, cat, but I know there's a lot of you guys out there that just are too addicted to Starbucks. That's that's five bucks. Imagine, bro. Like, if, if, bro, I know people that are spending five hundred dollars plus a month on coffee in the Starbucks. It's just okay. It's okay to drink coffee every day, but there's alternatives for you to save money, right? Right. Like get an actual coffee maker. Mm-hmm. You know, you make your coffee at home. Um. But yeah. Oh yeah. Also, cat mentioned some uh cool things about how to um her fifty thirty twenty. Mm-hmm plan yeah it's like it's you do just put a bunch of resources on the internet and what cat said is one of the it's a really good method of starting to save money allocating your money in the right place right uh also like one thing is also um like what were you saying like how to pay off the debt you were talking about like uh what kind of a te- like snowball effect or i guess kind of like what do you mean oh well i was just gonna say like uh, like if you say you have debt, like student loans or credit card debt, like that needs to be like taken care of a like ASAP, right? And there's like the snowball effect. I'll let you guys look it up. It's just pretty much where you start with the smallest debt and then you pay that off, and then you you, you keep adding the other payment to the next biggest debt, and then you kind of keep going until you pay everything off. It's one of the things I got from Dave Ramsey, but you know other people use different things. Like the avalanche method, it's when you start from the biggest and then you go. Make your way 
you work your way down to pay the lowest and you know whatever works best for you like um i just noticed that i just can't listen to one person right so I, I like to listen to a lot of things so podcasts even even regular people you never know your friend might have some like really good um mo- spending money habits or like some good money habits like i have a friend who who literally spends nothing like he's a cheap steak and i'm just like <laughs> but he doesn't care like he's living a great life right like he's just chilling man like it's all about you know what you do with your money so yeah and then i also want to talk about some like career wise like Oh, I want to talk about one stupid mistake I do a lot. So, okay, look, with budgeting, don't just think. My thought, my thought of, um, my thought of process was, okay, I just need to work. I just need to make more money in order to kind of just, um, outdo my stupidity. And what what I mean by that is just, so I was spending so much, right? And I was not willing to give up those that lifestyle, right? So I, I told myself, you know what? I'm just gonna work more, so I can afford my lifestyle, and. And me think, but I was also I was also thinking like if I just work more, I can make more money. I could save that, right? No, what what I did I didn't. What ended up happening is that as I made more money, I just started spending more. So it's not just not just you can't outwork your stupidity, right? So you're not gonna outwork your 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 uh, your spending habits. That's right. So even if you make five hundred dollars a month or a thousand dollars a month, which is like really low, that's okay. You don't need, just because you could bring in another two thousand a month doesn't mean you're gonna be successful. So. So keep that in mind. If you can do it with five hundred thousand dollars a month, then girl, um, boy, you, I mean, you'll be fine. You're like yeah. you're going places. You're, you're getting somewhere. Thank you. Well, um, do you want to say anything else, or do you think it wraps it up? You know what I'm saying? I, or yeah, no? I, mean, I mean, yeah, that was a good point because if you're not smart about your money, it's just a waste of money, really. Cause like you said, you gotta be smart with it. Don't be, you know, stupid with it. But. Um, yeah, I really, really enjoyed this episode. I feel like it opened my eyes a little bit because I felt like it kind of gave me a wake up call because we were kind of talking about this before how I always I'm just like spending money left and right. And it's not like I I'm not you know aware of it. I am. But to a certain point, I'm like, I shouldn't, you know, in the back of my head, like that guy, you told me like mm-hmm. there'll be a person in the back of your head being like, oh, like you shouldn't do this cat. But I'm just like. It's okay. Money comes around. Money will come and go. But it, that's a true statement. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. it's like, do you want to be, do you want to be controlled by money or do you want to control your money? Mm-hmm. Right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Preach. Amen. <laughs> you know, that's awesome. You know, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, thank you, Kat, for having me on today. Um, you know, there's so much more I can talk about, honestly. But, you know, that's maybe if you guys want to just. Um, reach out to me you can uh i'll just give a shout out yeah, to my Insta- yeah. you can follow me on twitter uh jaime jaimes um eight or instagram is just jaime underscore jaimes uh you can't miss me like my first and last name are like the same, same thing, thing. preach yeah. same thing pretty much and then for those of you who have a linkedin or anything you know i'm, I'm pretty active on there so you can you now f- please follow me um just for me because yeah like i'm really passionate about this stuff i, I really think that i I want to be an advocate. I want to be an outspoken person for the community mm-hmm. or for anybody, especially young students. Uh, young students or not, doesn't matter. You know, we all want to have, we all want to be successful. Like I said, you know, we got to bring each other up and help each other out. Right. And, and with that being said, you know, thank you so much. Uh, I just want to, you know, also say that if you guys, I, I like to follow, uh, if you guys want to follow them on YouTube, I will go ahead and um, there's, I, oh, I forgot to talk about this, but Danelli Espinal, she has a YouTube channel called Miss 
be helpful like m-i-s-s be helpful um she's an advocate for like the latino community as well and she's a female my females definitely uh, need more representation in the financial industry or like in just in the financial department so mm-hmm. you know I, she's a great person if you go on youtube you'll love her honestly yeah because females are on the come up especially the um in the hispanic community you know we have our latinas hispanic they're they're really honestly in most households they're taking over the finances for their dads for their brothers uh, for their moms like even my big sister like she was in charge of all of that like i don't know i know i know a lot of you um ladies out there can relate even if you're not hispanic whatever like you probably are more responsible than most men out there just saying and that's a true fact that's a true fact men men don't have any we just like to spend like we we are just yeah you know i could touch on that yeah <laughs> No, yes, but um, thank you, Jaime, for talking with me about financial literacy, financial freedom. Um, but, yeah, hit up Jaime if you have any questions or, you know, just need advice or anything. Um, just I'll link all of his stuff below this podcast. And then also on Instagram, underscore chat with cat. I'll probably I'll have like a little um, all of his info underneath the post that I'm going to post later when I air this episode. But thank you guys so much for tuning in to this week's episode. I hope you have a great week and I will see you guys next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard, be sure to follow this podcast and share it with your friends, family, or anyone you think might enjoy it. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at underscore chat with cat to stay informed on the latest podcast topics, join in on polls, and even be a guest on the podcast. I hope you guys have an excellent day. Remember to stay hydrated, let go of negative energy, and heal yourself. Bye, guys.